Hello and welcome back to Minute Bowl. I'm Cuppy Cup, and today I'm joined by Cool Hand Lucas. I guess I want you to say something there. Well, I had the music queued up, and then it just didn't. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, but good enough. The, uh, but we we don't do music on the Minute Bowl. Um, I can tell you're not a longtime listener. Uh, that is <laughs> that is only for the bullcast. Uh, this is this is like the the watered down bullcast, or maybe it's the concentrated bullcast, not the watered down. And uh, I'm also joined by Doctor Norris Camacho. Howdy, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, Wes, actually, we were going to have a full strength bullcast crew tonight. Uh, Wes bailed because he thought that it was just too many people for a minute bull. So um, send him a message, uh, Factor on Twitter, and let him know that uh, you miss him. It would mean a lot. Um, so we're going to breeze through just a couple of quick quick topics uh, as, as this show is designed to do. And the first one, uh, it came to my attention because uh, the, the LSU people that I follow were fighting with the Ole Miss people that I follow about cheating. So that, that kind of drew me in. And, um, and then I became interested and read, you know, one of the six or seven articles that I read every year. And I'm glad we have cool hand Luke on the line because he's in Louisiana. Can you tell us what's happening with the, the new, there's always an LSU controversy, but what's this new scandal all about? Well, I can tell you that the one thing that surprises me is that really nobody's talking about it, which is curious because it's a lot of money. It's on the Reggie Bush scale. If you aren't familiar with the report, is uh, there was a recent uh, LSU booster. His name's John Funes, F-U-N-E-S. I guess that's how you pronounce it. Are you sure it's not Funes? Uh, hey, you could be a Kunas. You could be a Funes. <laughs> you make your choice. But uh, who was the director of uh, uh, Our Lady of the Lake, which is a hospital, their charitable foundation, which raises money similar to St. Jude. And he was funneling money from that charitable foundation to uh, recruits, uh, namely in this case, he pled guilty to funneling $180,000 to Vidal Alexander, who now is in the NFL, his father. I don't know about anybody else, but you know, I'm not naive enough to think that payments for boosters don't go on. Matter of fact, I hope they do, but $180,000. That's Cam Newton money. I mean, adjusted for inflation, maybe. <laughs> it makes you wonder what, you know, gosh, I hope Leonard Fournette got three times that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, talking to an offensive lineman, I mean, not to say that O-linemen o- aren't important, but golly, imagine what, yeah. But there's been very little uh, national outrage about it. And very few uh, federal, uh, actual national college football writers have even mentioned it, which is, I think, what the Ole Miss fans are up in arms about because they're under the constant belief that they're persecuted by the Dan Wetzels of the world. Mm-hmm. And the, the man is keeping them down, but really they're just uh, – their cheating is, I guess, less brazen and also less glamorous. You know, uh, you got to hand it to somebody like taking 180 grand and, and hand it to somebody. That's a lot. That says a lot more than, uh, you know, trying to arrange uh, social visits on a burner phone. That money's out of a charitable fund for like kids with cancer. It's over the top. It's not like a caricature of the crooked bag man recruiting stuff that you, you envision in like a. Well, it, and it might also help that the director of the NCAA is a former LSU president and the uh, LSU's athletic director is his son-in-law. So uh, if you're ever uh, laboring under the belief that 
just doing your job well is good enough to get ahead. Well, you know, that's another example that sorry, maybe that's not always true. Yeah, this is I I love uh, I mean, I don't love that he's embezzling money from a cancer charity, but I do love that this is like everything you imagine the nefarious booster to be. Um, And I think that's what Ole Miss was really harping on. They're saying, hey, the the players probably should be paid. So we don't mind if that's happening under the table. But if you're going to steal money from a charity that kind of takes it to a, a more unacceptable level. And then the, the As the Valley Shook guys were, I think they were kind of trying to um, separate the individual who did this from LSU, which I think is what most fan bases do in cases like this. Like he's a rogue booster, um, but I don't, I don't know how accurate that is either. Well, that, that cuts both ways. Uh, if, if you have a rogue booster and you don't know one of your top players is uh, receiving $180,000 Mm. <laughs> from from somebody you associate with on a regular basis, well, maybe you aren't the best steward of the program. Maybe there is a lack of institutional control. There have been rumors of the Our Lady of the Lake money making its way to LSU players' hands for a long time. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, there has been rumblings of that for a long time. If you keep your ear to the ground in the state, that's probably what drew you know what drew the the attention of the feds here is you know the the wire fraud where you're taking money and you're laundering it like that. And it's, and it's actually a very good way, in my opinion, for boosters to take it to the next level because the money that they're giving to the, getting to the players is also tax deductible. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's next level, that's next level grift. The, the other thing that I, I thought was kind of interesting is that, so he, he paid out $180,000 to this offensive lineman, but um, he pled guilty to embezzling over $550,000. I'm just assuming the other 370 was distributed to other players. Yeah, I think that's not that's not too far of a logical leap. <laughs> well, part of that went to Coach O's Red Bull fund. Yeah, that's true. And uh, yeah, for all the coffee machines that they need uh, on site as well. I have I have penciled uh, Texas A&M in ahead of LSU now in the recruiting rankings. Now that I have this um, verifiable evidence that they're cheating. That's how it works, right? Are these, are these the good bull hunting uh, top 44 rankings? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that reminds me, we have the top two stories on good bull hunting right now as we're recording this are recruiting stories, which is, uh, well, that's kind of unacceptable, but it, but it is interesting. That's amazing. Jay Arnold has, uh, has well, uh, the other 98 is defunct now. Um, so uh, he's going to write some content for us, but it's premium quality. Yeah. The, uh, this also, there's in the New York Times article, and again, this is, a, this is a Reuters piece that's just kind of been syndicated everywhere. They did mention the, the basketball scandal. My thought on the basketball scandal is that as much as LSU cares about football, if they're like doing extremely shady things on the basketball side, the football side must be just completely mind blowing. It's just a hugely elaborate labyrinthine system, you know, rooted in the Napoleonic code of Louisiana. Yeah, generally crime, generally crime is simple. It's <laughs> just where the money came from. <laughs> and I think these, and this time I think the booster just tried to get cute and got caught. Yeah. Just try to save, save on taxes. Yeah, and used, and, and their bag man was uh, not as effective as those that deal in cash. But that's why we we keep a counselor in Louisiana so that we can we can stay on top of stories like this. 
And uh, I will, as, a, as a final word, the last time that I've that I'm aware of that a player uh, received actual cash payments or his family received cash payments. So this was in uh, the Alabama uh, recruited a defensive lineman out of Memphis uh, shortly before uh, Francione got there, and um, Phil Fulmer dropped dime on him, and uh, led to Alabama being placed on significant probation, which which was while Francione was there and when he left. So you know, generally. Yeah, thank, thanks a lot, yeah, Phil. Sanctions for something like this should be pretty bad. <laughs> but again, it goes to uh, whether the NCAA is going to do something. And, you know, yeah. you've got to tell about who you know. Yeah, literally, the uh, the director of the NCAA's favorite son-in-law is uh, mm-hmm. Scott Woodward is <laughs> married to the NCAA director's daughter. So not saying Scott Woodward's not good at his job because by all accounts he is. But it doesn't help hurt to have those kind of connections when you're trying to dissuade uh, people from looking harder into the situation, which in this case wouldn't be hard at all since it's all public record. Well, they're fixated on California right now, the NCAA and whether they're going to let them play in the postseason. Yeah. Well, they don't really play in the postseason very much anyway in the Pac-12. So, you know, <laughs> well, no, don't forget rowing. Awesome. Don't forget rowing. <laughs> all right. So um, I think that's cheating talk. Cause I'm worried if we talk about that any longer that we're going to have to talk about on your own head, Texas A&M. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and we're we're doing things on the up and up as far Absolutely. as I can tell. Absolutely. And uh otherwise we would we would be doing better. Although I think we're on kind of a recruiting tear based on uh gifts that I've seen on Twitter, which is how I follow recruiting. It's funny how that happens when the payments from somebody else might slow down a bit. I don't know. <laughs> you know, are you taking notes on a criminal conspiracy? Not me. <laughs> so so our other little topic um, that we're going to discuss on this episode uh, is I came across a YouTube channel called SG1 Sports, and they simulate the college football season based on uh, NCAA football 2014 simulations where they've updated the rosters. Um, so this is, this is maybe as off season as it gets. Um, I was gonna, I was originally planning to make fun of these guys because they simulate, you know, hundreds and hundreds of games and then talk about them and put their commentary on top of it. But we're talking about what they're doing, which I I feel like that's worse. But isn't talking about what would happen, you know, the favorite pastime of message board posters and tweeters. You actually, you gave me an idea. I think I'm going to um, use like NFL Street or something and and make the Texas and Texas A&M players and just simulate that game every day and then make a, make a, do a post every single yeah, day. Yeah, make, make a video and a podcast about it every day. Yeah, it's not very different from what, uh, you know, Bill Connolly did or, or still going to do for ESPN, I guess, you know, with the S&P plus rankings and predictive values. I mean, it's great. It's great content to bring, it stimulates conversation. It's something to talk about, even if it doesn't go your way. So I'm not going to make fun of those guys. They took a long time. I appreciate it. (laughs) I was able to pass five to seven minutes of my life doing it. Thank you. So, so I just want to run through the schedule because I actually found the results quite fascinating, even though this means nothing. Uh, so they simulated the whole season. Um, they assumed that we were going to win some games because I, I think they didn't build out these teams or or these teams aren't even available in NCAA 2014. Uh, they assumed we're going to beat Texas State, Lamar, and UTSA. 
which uh, I hope those are good assumptions. Um, so that, that, that gives us three wins off the bat without any simulations. Um, our first loss is week two to Clemson, uh, 42 to 17. So that's, that's going to leave a, a bitter taste in, in, in some Aggie mouths. Yeah, that, was, uh, that one wasn't really close at any point from what I remember of the highlights. I, I can't say, though, that it's un, an unfair prediction. I mean, Clemson's going to be really good. See, I thought through through my own simulations, since we played them so close last year, even though it was a completely different context and we were at home, that means we will we will beat them this year. So that that starts us off three and one wins over Texas State and Lamar that were assumed a loss to Clemson, and then we lose to Auburn uh, twenty to fourteen. At least we kind of hung close with them. Then we beat Arkansas barely. Uh, we had we built up a big lead and then. Let it slip away. Yeah, kind of closed it out at the end. Uh, 38 to 35. Um, so so we've got a win there. We're sitting at 500, three and three. Then Alabama blows us out, 44 to 21. Sounds like a pretty good score to me in terms of um, accuracy. I think I think Mond had like two or three pick sixes in that one. It, they were ugly. Yeah, pick sixes against Alabama. I can't, that doesn't, that's not familiar. Does not <laughs> then this is this is my favorite game. I mean, just in terms of uh, this simulation, uh, we lost to Ole Miss 40, 47 to twenty one. Uh, Texags is unhappy right now. I think possibly uh, the servers are offline. Everyone's uh, lost their minds by this point in the season. Um, and then <laughs> we we double up and lose to the other Mississippi school uh, twenty four to nineteen. Mississippi State beats us. Um, then fortunately we, we get an assumed win against UTSA. Then we beat our rival, which, uh, is kind of some solace in, um, near the end of a, of a bad season. We beat South Carolina 31 to 24, uh, another blowout loss to Georgia 44 to 27. And we lose to LSU 38 to uh, 13. They get their revenge. So not only, is the record pretty ugly? We go six and six. Um, many of the losses are are just uh, blowouts. This is like what I predict every year for for an A and M season. Yeah, six and six is your bread and butter. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm. I'll post the video here so that if you have 15 minutes to burn, um, in other words, if you have a job with some pri- with a privacy cubicle or something, um, you can. You can run through this simulation yourself um, and get mad about it. About three games in, I was thinking to myself, oh, this is stupid. It's it's too stupid to even discuss. And then I was having like uh, emotional reactions to what was happening. It's like the train wreck effect. You can't turn away. Man, this is, this is bad. We need to talk about it. Yeah, and Ole Miss really, Ole Miss really captured me. <laughs> kind of like 2014. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even the even the the guy doing the commentary on this video, he couldn't believe the Ole Miss blowout. He was kind of um he he that's the point where he like broke character and he's like, This is a video game. So <laughs> I don't think this is really gonna happen. If nothing else, we can we can bring this channel to your attention. Holy cow, this this channel has uh over thirty thousand subscribers. Man, I am starting that Longhorn Aggie simulation channel. Yeah, but no one's going to care about it. Oh, that's right. You'll have zero subscribers. 
no one would talk about it. Yeah. Or no one, <laughs> no one would definitely, no one would tell you that they don't care. But I, I think that if, uh, if A&M was on the losing end, maybe we could get Dallas morning news to, uh, syndicate the results or, or do something like that. Yeah. You should, you should rig up the, the sliders or whatever to make sure A&M loses every time. <laughs> Like we're in year five of the simulations and A&M still has yet to win a contest. Zero and 1,845. <laughs> uh, we have big podcast news, which you two aren't aware of. Um, we were last week number 31 in the college and high school sports subcategory of iTunes. We were number 31. This week we are number 30. Hey. Oh, man. That's right. We uh, we're, we're the Virginia football of podcast. That's great. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> we are ahead of Burn Orange Nation, but I'm I'm pretty sure they're not making a daily podcast. But I'm still chalking that up as a as a huge win. Definitely not that we care about their show, <laughs> but I think that that is your minute bull. And we will uh, we will see you next time. Uh, please subscribe, uh, maybe rate, leave a review. If you're if you find yourself subscribed to this podcast three times accidentally, um, I don't know. I guess it would be nice if you just stay subscribed to all of them. Um, but uh, the the feed you want to follow is called Good Bull Hunting for Texas A and M fans, which um, obviously we did not come up with that name ourselves. Follow Dr. Norris Camacho. Cool Hand Lucas with an underscore somewhere in there. And I'm Cuppy Cup. <laughs>